tuned into Psychic Parrot, the podcast about amazing animals and the strange power of pets with Al and Fred. Welcome everyone, we are Psychic Parrot, with me Fred Ekhoff and my co-host and chief researcher Alistair Goodwin. Hello. Welcome back to the Bunker recording studio, uh, I'm excited this time, we are going deeper than ever, aren't we? We are going to a reasonably shallow depth. Shallow depth, uh, we're talking about dolphins. Yep. Um... Arguably the smartest being on the planet. Uh, octopus might be a winner. Might might that the tree also the tree, <laughs> uh, Mother Earth as uh, yeah, the living uh, organism. organism. Yeah, Gaia. Gaia, yes, yes. But then that's not the smartest thing on the Earth. That's the smartest thing that is the Earth. Yeah. If we can all work together, of course. Which we can. Anyway, there. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about dolphins and uh, what end? How do we grab this? It's a slippery, slippery, uh, not fish, but a boom, mammal. Well, <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Um, <laughs> thought we'd start with the hypothet- uh, hypothetical. Okay. <laughs> so you've gone to a party. Yeah, they're serving food. Yeah, and you see somebody across the room, and you think, "Hey, that person's interesting. I want to say something to them." Mm. And you notice when you look down at them that on their chest and blazoned is a picture of Flipper, the movie memorabilia okay, T-shirt. So a retro one, not the New Age uh, dolphin. Yeah. And you're like, "What's my in? What dolphin mm. shit could I possibly talk about with this person?" I know. I have a fact for that. You do you have it? Okay, yeah. I actually, actually, I do. <laughs> We're back to dinner party fodder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go on, tell me your dolphin fact. No, that uh, the 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 rumor that has it that uh, one of the flipper actors, uh, dolphin female dolphin called Cathy or something, mm. committed suicide because uh, she was so depressed about being off the show and uh, in yeah. captivity then. Yeah, uh, Peter the dolphin, former the flipper star, committed suicide. Another but dolphin suicide. Is that was dark. After dolphins, a... that's dark. Well, isn't it? It's so that that's a... like instant fail at a dinner party, right? If you go there, and did you know that flipper committed suicide yeah. twice? <laughs> yeah. Two separate flippers. Yeah. It's a curse. It's a movie curse. Never play flipper. No. Oh, yeah. So that's my fail with talking to this person with flipper. So what's your, what were you? Well, I, I think I have a series of facts for that. If that scenario ever comes up, yeah. then I've got you prepared. I've okay. got you where you need to be. Yeah. So how many species of, if we include whales and porpoises, do you think there are? If we include whales? So dolphins, whales, and porpoises. Oh. How many of them? What the hell? So like the, the blue whales included in this and all that? Yeah. Huh. All whales, all dolphins, all yeah, purposes. Dolphins, a whale, potato, potato. Is it? I don't know. Uh, Forty-two. There is ninety of them. Ninety. And I only mention it because this—they're collectively known as something called a 
set of scenes. Oh, I probably pronounced that terribly. Um, a set of scenes? A set of scenes. But with the dolphin species, there's um, around 40 different 42? types of dolphin. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yes. The average weight of a dolphin is about 120 kg, and they have to eat 15 kgs of fish a day to keep going and doing their dolphin stuff. One male, no, adult dolphin, 15 kilos. They say eat 15 kg of fish a day. And they're not like lions that, that eat like 100 kilos and then chill for a week. Nah, I think they're they steady, steady Freddy. They're non-stop. They don't take breaks, as we'll mm. explore. No. They are pretty amazing. So, which one of these is actually a dolphin? A killer whale, a dolphin whale, or a person impersonating a whale? What's the question? Uh, I'll, I'm going to go with B, the dolphin whale. The answer was killer whale. Killer whales are actually dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, explanation time here. Well, whoever's classing dolphins classed a killer whale as a dolphin and not a whale. Hmm. Probably something to do with the way they're put together. They have a similar, uh, yeah, similar snout and teeth and... They don't a little bit behavior. They have to stay at the surface as well, too. I guess like they're not deep divers, or they don't stay under for, hmm. you know, a day or however long the other ones do, eight hours or whatever. Yeah, those big ones that go down deep to eat krill. Maybe it's surface hunters make you a dolphin. Hmm. How big do you reckon the largest pod of, of dolphins gets to? Oh, of number of individuals. Number of individuals in a. Uh, Group. I'm gonna stay with 42 today. It's a thousand that, or more oh, have been course. recorded. I've seen this. I was I was at the Galapagos Islands when I was 21, yeah. and uh, we went for a boat ride. And then they came, and they come like half on surface, half under. 42 of them. These were at least 700. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't vouch for seeing more than 42 at the time. <laughs> It's good reasoning. It's sound reasoning. (laughs) So yeah, I've seen a huge pack. That's insane. Over a thousand then. Yeah. Over a thousand has been recorded. How long do you think a dolphin can hold its breath? Um, I'm going to go with a couple of hours. Eight to ten minutes. Ah, okay. Overestimated a little (laughs) <laughs> but over its lifetime, it holds breath for at least a couple of hours. Yeah. While breathing in between. Yeah, while breathing in between. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Dolphins have the longest memory in the animal kingdom. Better than elephants. Better than elephants. Yeah. Well, I guess if an elephant never forgets, then neither does a dolphin. Yeah, you can't go better than remembering everything. Exactly. Never forgetting or remembering everything is which one's better. But do they have better memory than us? Oh. Yeah, I guess. If um, the animal kingdom, we're in that, aren't we? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, well, it must be. I will fact check myself <laughs> later. We can talk about it off air. <laughs> I'm just seeing this dolphin in the tub with this, like, uh, riding. Yeah. Your geese are in the <laughs> left. Yeah. Sure, fuck <laughs> <laughs> 
When I was two years old, my mother said to me, it was a Tuesday, 16 p.m. Like, uh, I shall never forget. <laughs> I will never forget the seventh set of flipper, and that's why I've chosen to end my life. <laughs> what they did to me. Sylvester Stallone allegedly had something to do with dolphin. Good things, bad things. Bad things. Oh. But, yeah, I don't want to speculate on Sylvester Stallone. No. Too <laughs> much love for dolphins. I have too much respect for the man. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so dolphins, maybe something to do with their memory, but uh, they, they their brain sleeps one half at a time. And what? the longest they kept a dolphin awake that it could still do dolphin stuff was two weeks. And it was still able to use its sonar and conversation and it wasn't dropping an ability. And then they stopped. They didn't want to push it to its limit and drive it insane or whatever. But, yeah, they... They just sleep hemispherically. So one half goes to sleep and then the other because they don't have an automatic breathing system. Huh. So they have to consciously take a breath and that's yeah. why dolphins can kill themselves because they swim to the bottom. Oh my God. And stop breathing. That's a huge controversy as well that they can kill themselves and would they kill themselves? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's sort of the, it's, yeah, it kind of technically is them killing themselves. Mm. So that's why they can't really sleep because they'd have to go to the surface and. Yeah. Yeah. Do the mouth thing, um, the blowhole thing, not the mouth thing. And yeah, so they just hemispherically sleep. And two dolphins can talk to and understand each other over the phone. <laughs> When has this happened? What? What's the conversation? <laughs> I think usual. <laughs> yeah. American crazies. Just talking about things they've done recently. Set a flipper. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. So that's interesting that dolphins can do that. I would say, this, yeah, I, just without the phone as well. Uh, well, that is interesting with the dolphin language. So you're the uh, person at the dinner party now. How oh. how enthused are you? That you know you're sitting there in your flipper t-shirt. Now you're thinking, wow, I've met a kindred spirit. This yeah. person also seems to know a fuckload about dolphins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going deeper. Yeah, so just a bit of a precursor to this. So a dolphin can produce whistles and communications and clicks and sonar at the same time. So it is the effect of speaking with two different voices. At, at the same time? Yeah, so it can use with its sonar two different ability. thoughts, processes, or it's just like, no. Yeah, well, it would be. It's just like, you know, whistling and washing the dishes at the same time. Yeah, but it's more like talking with one voice. It's, mm. If we had two voices, it would be you doing your... Checking out where things are, voice. Yeah. Versus your, hey, how's it going? I'm just checking some stuff out. Okay. Yeah. But split into two voices. So it's like talking and doing the dishes at the same time. Yeah. It's not like speaking to two separate dolphins in two different languages. Yeah. Well, they can understand <laughs> as many as 60 words, apparently, like as far as tricks are concerned. 60 words. Yeah. What do you reckon the top speed of a dolphin is? Ooh. 74? That's Just very stuck fast. With your other, with your 42. 42? 48.3. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to say 42 because I already said it so many times. Some of them have been known to swim at 42 kilometers an hour. <laughs> so a dolphin can make 700 clicking sounds a second. Oh my God. With that... I wish I could do a dolphin impression. I'm always covetous of people that can do a dolphin. And also the natural thing that dolphins um, enjoy 
sexual play outside of mating. Mm. So they're one of the few animals that does it for fun. But that also, like you said, gives them a bit of a dark, uh, dark taint. <laughs> Sometimes they're bad, bad publicity. It's not all just smiles and oh yeah, backflips. Um, they're flirting. So talking about predators. What do you think the main uh, or most dangerous uh, animal is for a dolphin? Hmm. Jellyfish? Um, well, maybe just other dolphins or humans. Of it's, course. Man. <laughs> it's man. It's <laughs> man. I made it there. You got there. <laughs> uh, I was going to give you one more guess before cutting in with that. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> if only it was jellyfish. Damn it! I was going to cut you off a jellyfish. <laughs> That's your short end facts. That's just snappy, uh, yeah. snappy ones. Yeah. So, so the dolphin couple. Yeah. They decide to meet a couple of days later. Yeah. And so maybe you, to form a club. You've definitely got their interests. Yeah. They've gone away with a bit of a smile, and they've looked over their shoulder as they've left the room. It's not not just fun flights flipper anymore. No, no, this is no. We've we've gone from low talk, and now we're heading into medium. Mm-hmm. Get to know you. Yeah, so we're trying to see if the dolphin has any extraordinary abilities. We sure are. So we are going to look. What we're going to do is we're going to first look at what's on paper and tangible. Yeah. As far as what dolphins have tangibly done yeah and then after that i'm going to tell you a story about um how people try to talk to dolphins and then we are going to go and head to our favorite book by brad and sherry steiger and learn about sherry's experience with a dolphin at SeaWorld. at SeaWorld. oh yeah it's a it's a it's mind altering yeah it's strange power of pets that's our bible he's the shakespeare of pet detectivery mm. and psychology but first things first first things first let's start at the beginning so 65 million years dolphins have been floating around <laughs> yeah. the beginning joke <laughs> i forgot about that one <laughs> so and they so dolphins are what's called re-entrance so they the ancestor of the dolphin came out of the ocean mm. didn't like what it saw went back in the ocean could have been a d- dinosaur decided against it yeah well played though so they evolved from something from an even-toed undulate and the proof of this is that in their evolutionary history adults dolphins have the remnant of finger bones in their flippers oh yeah yeah, yeah. as well as like weird leg bones hmm. so it stands to reason that they they were slipping around in the yeah, mud just for a while. Unpleasant on land, and thought it's much Yay. nicer. Mm-hmm. So that's how we got the dolphin. A turnaround. Um, so dolphins have been in the navy since the 1960s, more or less, um, and they're used to scan harbors uh, for enemy swimmers, locate mines, and yeah, generally they're used for their echolocation. So since their own system echolocation, their own system. It's not like they have a vest on that picks up all this. There, there's nothing better. Hmm. So the the navy couldn't come up with anything better than a dolphin's ability to do it. So they just use dolphins wow. until they can they can do the same thing 
Yeah, so they just use their superior ability to scan for particular objects like mines. So the Navy has trained 85 dolphins and 50 sea lions currently working for it. 85 dolphins in current action. Yeah, the... <laughs> that's what it's called. The Navy Marine Mammal Program at the Space and Naval Warfare System Command, or SPAWA, has, yeah, 85 dolphins and 50 sea lions. <laughs> and my favourite little bit of trivia on this, although it's a bit sinister, but in 1971, the Navy had a team of trained dolphins that had a large carbon by carbon dioxide hypodermic needle strapped on the end of their nose oh. to guard the US naval base in Vietnam and so the dolphins were trained to if they saw any swimmers getting too close or going in the territory just to come up and fuck inject carbon dioxide into them <laughs> brutal yeah into the lungs of the stomach is this um is this proven is this uh, do we know this it's it's on the internet, Fred. It's on the internet. That's all we need. <laughs> it is a source outside of Wikipedia, and a ah. source that at the time I thought, yep, yep. <laughs> it seems reasonable. Save. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, but it sounds, it starts with a date. And as we know by Shelley and Brad Steiger, you just have to start with either a date or a random person having said something. Mm. And it's fine. Do... Do you know of any of operations that they've done? The dolphins, it's like been like behind enemy lines with like a, a frogman on the hanging on to it. Or... I, do you think only only re- defense? That must be released years down the line when Operation <laughs> Dorseldorf. <laughs> Dorseldorf two. Yeah, <laughs> goes into. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> goes into effect all these sleeper dolphins out yeah. there <laughs> just send out this echo location foxtrot banana <laughs> hellfire <laughs> must kill Kennedy <laughs> <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald might have been a dolphin oh yeah you never know so it also turns out that dolphins are tool users so before they go out sniffing around for uh, prey on the bottom of the ocean they'll go and find a cone-shaped sponge so they can attach it to the end of their nose so that when they're sweeping the bottom, they don't get a sore nose. Oh. Sponge? Where do they find the sponge? Just on the reef. Like, these are Australian dolphins. <laughs> so there's... They know where to find sponges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a spongy, yeah, it's sponge-heavy area. Like, I don't know if... Yeah. I don't know if they all use it. And here's that story that you um, put me onto about... Puff puff fish, when they uh, chew on a uh, puffer fish for a bit and pass it to their mates and get wasted on <laughs> puffer fish. So in small doses, it acts like a narcotic. Um, and so these dolphins would gently sort of be playing with the the puffer fish to sort of get it to sort of slightly sting them. Yeah. And then afterwards, just go and hang out the surface, all wasted. <laughs> yeah, there's some YouTube material. <laughs> yeah. Some pretty stony looking dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins has they look stoned all the time, but these dolphins looked more stoned. Oh, it's so funny. Like <laughs> just how yeah, like dolphins like, doesn't that prove intelligence that they like, like they to like, get stoned? They like sex and drugs and maybe they'd like rock and roll. And maybe that's what they thought when they left the ocean or they went land. They Dolph- went dolphins and music. 
Yeah, well, they kind of wail, so kind of like singing, and, and I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of whale singing. I suppose mm. it's just not rock and roll. Sex, <laughs> sex drugs, and whale song. That's <laughs> that's what dolphins like. Great tragedy. <laughs> the most rock and roll. <laughs> so, and dolphins have names for each other and respond when called. So you have your own whistle. And so dolphins call each other by names. Mm. Um, wow. Which is quite amazing. I wonder how they like, hmm, what's the new ones? What's he going to be called? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know what you'd call them. A clicky. Click, click. Click, click, whistle. Yeah. And whistle, click, click. Click, <laughs> whistle. Sonar at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for our human ears to know their names. Bye. Sorry, I think there was some other fact that even like dolphins haven't seen each other in a while remember each other's names. Hmm. Yeah, they have the best memory. And... Yeah, exactly. And the, yeah, are you a bit jealous? Of the dolphins? No, yeah. I have a pretty good memory. <laughs> Not dolphin level, but... <laughs> elephant level. At elephant least. level, yeah. Okay, well that is um, a bit deeper, a bit more rounded about where we are now and mm. what is tangibly dolphins are doing. Yeah, and what, they, what they're being used for. Yeah, and now we're going to step into... Uh, a rather more surreal world that is, this is true, and yet fucking unbelievable. <laughs> like, so I'm just going to explain to you the story of Peter the Dolphin, um, who was part of a guy called John Lilly's Dolphin Experiments. Yeah, so I'll just go through the story, but if you've heard it before, then congratulations, because it's amazing. <laughs> And yeah, I think this is more common knowledge than I realized, but... So, dolphins have been around for 65 million years, and researchers thought they would be the first species that we could communicate with. Hmm. So, if you could talk to a dolphin, you could talk to an extraterrestrial. <laughs> if one showed up. That's a leap. Up. Yeah, but it's the idea that it's another intelligence. Oh, yeah. So, if we were confronted with another intelligence, then we could use the model of how we cracked conversation with dolphins so, as a model of how to converse with them potentially because it's a totally different set of sounds and a different consciousness yeah. and communicating with two consciousnesses if they're both intelligent would be quite hard so we want to communicate with them in clicks and sonars no. uh well there's been a lot of different approaches to Just it we're already talking to dogs and whatnot yeah but actually to form a sentence oh. that was past a need or a want like it's more about if you could get a dolphin to say, great weather we're having today. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> rather than, hey, I, you know I like cool. fish. Um, <laughs> Locker room talk. What about the monkeys, though? Monkey signing as well. <laughs> and on the typewriter. Well, they think that that was one Shelly of the avenues. Of course. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, they thought we could get them to sign. Mm. And there's all this speculation about whether or not they just sign their emotions like yeah. happy said or whether or not they can actually say you know what well, i'd prefer a blue blanket you know or just make a kind of second step in communication past the very simplest of communication which is needs and wants mm. to yeah more open speculation so they did monkeys and people are still i guess doing monkeys <laughs> but um this guy was dolphin heavy yeah so this guy lily started off just to give him some credibility. So he started off working in the military and then the American Institute of Mental Health for Brain Science. So he's a legitimate 
brain Indeed. scientist. And he got fascinated with dolphin brains because he thought these guys must be like an, an intelligence, if not rival to us, at least able to communicate back and forth with. Mm. So he was particularly into bottlenose dolphins because they've got a much bigger brain than we do. Uh. But that we've proven that that doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Like, people with small heads aren't stupider than people with big heads. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> if that was the case, I'd be... Can't help but think, though. Like, oh, more tiny heads. Less brain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get back to, like, turn-of-the-century speculation. <laughs> what if we had less blood in us? Like, yeah. maybe that would be good to look Ooh. So, initially, Lily starts his experiments at a place called Marineland in Florida which was one of the first places to teach dolphins tricks and keep them in captivity. Mm. So he starts experimenting on them. And then while he was doing that, his wife came to visit and thought that the dolphins appeared to be mimicking the speech patterns of the other scientists when they were talking next to the pool. So if John was going, I think dolphins are smart, the dolphins going, (laughs) and so that led, (laughs) that was enough for for Lily to be like, hey, maybe, maybe the dolphins are actually trying to speak to us. So he thought they were actively trying to communicate rather than passively communicate. Which yeah, just... he wasn't like, oh, that's what parrots do. All right. Yeah, no, he was past that. But these dolphins at Marineland aren't, they're not treating them very well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great place to be a dolphin. Like it didn't see, it seems like being a dolphin, like in captivity is, was terrible at the time. Yeah. So his experiments at Florida Land, so he published a book that was really well received. People loved it and really thought it was great. And that attracted the attention of NASA. Of course. But specifically their precursor to SETI, which was SETI is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. (laughs) So this guy called Frank Drake got him funded. Yeah. Because they wanted to know if we found another intelligence, could we communicate like I said? And so they said that the dolphin would be the model organism to do this. And for some reason, because it's the ocean, the U.S. Navy felt they wanted to get involved. So they funded the program as well and helped them build this specific lab. Yeah. Underwater lab? It's this fancy kind of villa on on an island in um, the Caribbean called St. Thomas. And so it's a specific dolphin house. So it had this, like, (laughs) pool that went out into the ocean and, like split level white like it just it would look really nice for humans <laughs> not for dolphins <laughs> so. yeah they, they don't give a shit so then they've built this house and they've started their experiments and they've got got all set up and then this lady called margaret howe had just heard rumors about the house and so she went over to see what was going on and asked if they wanted any help and then they said to her oh well just just look at the dolphins for a bit and then she wrote a whole bunch of stuff down and one of the people there went, oh, okay, that's good. You can come over and be a volunteer. So she didn't get paid. She just came over because she really liked dolphins and had not much else on. Hmm. Not um, much else on. <laughs> the summer break. Yeah. Well, no, she dropped out of college. Oh, so she was a bum. Yeah. She was just a hippie. Hmm. Well, she wasn't actually. She didn't. What do... year is this again? We're in the 60s. Ah, Perfect. So Lily took three dolphins from Marine World, Florida that had just finished filming Flipper. Oh. (laughs) Peter, Pamela, and Sissy were their (laughs) names. So Peter was a young coming-of-age dolphin. Mm. 
Pamela was a very shy dolphin and took a long time to uh, adapt Break to through. living in a house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sissy was a sassy dolphin. This is like Big Big Brother Dolphin Edition. It is. <laughs> yeah, interspecies living. So this is where, like, their their plan was to try and get dolphins to talk through their blowholes. Because they can make a noise. That's where they make their one of their noises, or many of their noises. And it looks like a mouth. And eventually Margaret, the intern, took over doing this. So they didn't even have the scientist doing it. But she liked, she worked mostly with Peter, who was the only guy. And if you go on, if you go on YouTube, there are many clips, and it is such a delight to watch this woman try and talk to this dolphin. <laughs> How does it work? <laughs> well, she says things like Margaret, but she does it with this inflection and a bit of tone, and then she goes Margaret, and it goes, <laughs> and she'll go now one. Two, three, and it'll go qua, qua, qua. <laughs> like it, not even, not even close. Like this, with the air hole, using its blow, it's talking through its oh blowhole, and also just making a watery noise because a lot of the time, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the time it's blah 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 because the blowhole's underwater. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what happened with the good old flipper method of speaking, just through the mouth? Yeah, I think that must be the different. That must be sonar, click talk versus. (laughs) (laughs) But the mimicking style seemed to just be coming to a stall. Like it wasn't Mm, going anywhere. It wasn't getting as far as uh, it needed. And then one night when they were packing up to leave, she was like, well. That's you know why why do we leave like we need more time to do with the dolphins get the second floor of this house uh, get a bunch of plaster and waterproof the whole thing and we'll fill it with water so that I can live here with the dolphin on the second floor as well not the first floor I don't know why <laughs> they would make the effort of <laughs> turning the first floor no, so just like oh hippie lady uh, two million second floor bathtub uh, okay the bottom floor is more or less a swimming pool and they turn the top floor into a swimming pool. <laughs> crazy so then they would use a special elevator to get um so they did it and they plastered it all out and made this sort of outdoor balcony area and it was all about two and a half feet of water maybe or half a meter of water and then dolphin and then peter would go up and down on a elevator they made for him just through the floor and yeah she called it her domestic dolphinarium and so she had a hanging stove and a desk and a little sort of foam bed and Peter would sleep next to her at night in the water. She said it was perfect. (laughs) So the idea was that by totally immersing the dolphin, like a mother, Margaret would teach him to speak. And this is something they've tried with chimps as well, and maybe we'll go into it, Mm. um, where they tried to get a chimp to live with a uh, human family or to live with humans like a human, and it just bit off a bunch of people's faces. Yeah, not like an elf. Not like an elf at all. You need a monkey, I think, for one year before it gets too big and angry. They said that Peter could pronounce, but he couldn't inflect. He couldn't do the complete speech pattern. And No, but did he even try to form his own sentences? No, he was only at mimicry. But they did think that given more time, it's like a two-year-old. So in Margaret's eyes, it was like, okay, well, Peter is now better at 
recognizing shapes mm. and counting to five in a weird dolphin-y way mm. than a two-year-old would be. Like a two-year-old can't complete mm. sentences. They can only use mimicry in the same mm. sort of sense. Like They're not forming. So she figured, just give me more time. So, but this made me think like, this is us, like as a way of trying to communicate with an intelligent species, uh, this guy's idea is, I don't know, we've come across an intelligent species, let's make it talk like us. Yeah. Rather than let's learn its language yeah. and go from there. It's gone, no, no, come on. <laughs> Fucking Queen's English, you know how this works. <laughs> like... <laughs> gonna make you. Yeah. This is colo- colon- <laughs> colonialism, baby. But Margaret would also paint the bottom half of her face white and then draw a big black circle around her mouth because it made it look more like a blowhole. Because <laughs> Peter would be looking up at the blowhole at her going, Fee? Far? <laughs> and trying to do the same. <laughs> uh, my Peter's, dolphin impression is on point today. <laughs> Peter's just getting all rowdy. For Tilly, he said, I feel like I'm armed with a knowledge that could only be obtained through these experiments. But what happened with the other two dolphins then? Was oh. like out with them. I want to live. They're hanging here. out. So there's another. There's an anthropologist. They're just downstairs knitting. Yeah, <laughs> they're just in the other pool. But they're working with this guy um, who is more trying to understand their language. Uh huh. So there's an anthropologist and there's this guy who is watching a woman mm. talk or try and teach a dolphin a couple of tricks. Effectively, some people said, "I don't want to disparage her work." Was reasonably supported and encouraged by Tilly. So, uh, who's Tilly then? John Tilly. He's the guy oh, who's, yeah. he's the crazy guy who's, uh, yeah, getting all this done for him. So they would have to, yeah, just use toys and shapes and stuff to keep him interested. And slowly, her, Margaret and Peter really began to hit it off. Like they became, they were getting, they became really good friends. Very friendly. Super friendly. <laughs> like you know, they were good friends, Fred. Let's just say they were good friends. Okay. Yeah. So NASA sent Carl Sagan to look at this program. Okay. The famous astronomer. And... <laughs> what, what, what kind of competence does he have to do that? This is because he has a documentary team behind him or something? He's a NASA... He's a, he's a space guy. Yeah, but... Isn't he a scientist? He must have been a scientist. Yeah, yeah, but this is like... This is dolphins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good point. But they are intelligent life beings from another planet. Uh, okay. They suggested that. So they looked at it and went, mm, "Don't know about this." Yeah, we might have to separate these two. <laughs> yeah, but they suggested that teaching a dolphin a way of getting food, like mm. a task to get food, and seeing if it could tell a dolphin in another tank oh. how to do that task, would have been a better use of their time. Uh, John Tilly did not take this suggestion, and just said, "Margaret, please continue talking to uh, living with this dolphin." <laughs> see how far you go <laughs> so by this time he is he's not like there's no word but there is tone and control like he, it, it, it's a mimicry that is a mimicry of a dolphin's best effort mm. uh, uh, yeah it's, you'll have to listen to it okay um, like after a few years Lily started to get into LSD and so he became very interested in the effects that it has on humans and started to self experiment and became somewhat of a hippie and this made him think, you know what? You know what's going to get a dolphin to talk? Going to inject it with 200 milligrams of LSD. And Margaret was like, 
you are not injecting Peter with LSD. So they took Pamela. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Favourites. Yeah, that was crazy. And So the shy one got it? Um, well, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. But, um, but around this time, also, Peter was starting to get uh, frisky. When he would get frisky, then they would put him down his special elevator and he would go and play with the other female dolphins his harem Mm -hmm. Uh, but this was starting to become a bit disruptive and it was a bit of an effort to get him up and down the elevator so she thought it would just be better if she started to uh, take care of his needs and she said that while it was sensuous it was not sexual what it was sensual but it wasn't sexual Hmm. just wanted to yeah so like the feel of it but wasn't aroused by it she did she said that Oh. Yeah, her when the interview I watched, oh. um, that was what she said. Peter about it. wasn't sexually attracted to her. Yeah, Peter was for sure. Oh, he was. That's what he was getting too frisky. That's why they had to send him down. But it was her making him frisky. Oh, he was trying to bow. He, yeah, he was trying to make love to her all but the time. But she said that for her it was sensual, but not sexual. Yeah, oh. not for Peter. She wasn't speaking for Peter. No. <laughs> <laughs> Peter was all in. Peter was down. It was sexual for Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And, like, she said that, you know, that while she was getting to know Peter, it became very apparent that Peter was in love with her. Oh. In a way that only a dolphin can love a human. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) You don't have to explain. I don't want to. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Around this sort of time, the funding dried up mm. because there was no real results. And against Margaret's idea that, like, just give us more time. Like, mm. obviously, I've only just started jerking this dolphin off. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so he's, so then this is when Tilly said, right, let's up our game. Yeah. I'm going to inject a dolphin with LSD. Peter as well? Not Peter, because oh. Margaret said, look, no. Peter's sensitive. Yeah, so not doing it. And actually, he didn't just do it to Pamela, he did to Sissy. So he injected both of them. Yeah, because if you take the nervous one and give it the LSD, it's going to get all freaked out, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and guess what their reaction was? Nothing. They would just chill. They just... It was sold out. They didn't show any kind of real response. And because Lily wanted to incite a response... He started jackhammering next to the pool with a to try and produce vibrations that would hit the dolphin and maybe get a kind of he's far off. Yeah, so he is he is being mean to these dolphins, and these dolphins still were like, "Stop hashing our birds, man! (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. I've done so much puffer fish in my life." Puff puff fish, man. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, this LSD stuff, it's for humans. You want to try, you want a real trip? Let's do some puff puff. Do you have a puff puff fish poison? <laughs> so, this caused the anthropologist he was working with to leave. He just went, nah, that's enough. Mm. We've reached, when we're injecting LSD into dolphins, we've reached a point I don't want to go to. When he was jackhammering, that's when he realized that this has gone too far. So, in 1966, he had to close. Dolphin House. Oh. His luxurious Caribbean Dr. island. Dr. No Lair. Yeah, his <laughs> <laughs> arch villain of dolphins, yeah. eh? Yeah. 
<laughs> so what happened to Peter and the? So they were moved the... to his Miami lab. Okay. Um, and this was a sad goodbye, uh, for Margaret and Peter. Oh, Margaret didn't go. Margaret wouldn't go or wasn't allowed to go. Oh. And she was told it's going to be fine. It's over. It's they're, they're going to a nice facility in. Um, Miami, and oh, it turns out Peter's not going to take this well. It wasn't a nice facility, though. It oh. was like it was a horrible, stinking, small tank. It was like the equivalent of keeping each of them in a hot tub. Oh my god! And a large dolphin-sized fish tank. It was nightmarish, and people that went to visit just said that like dolphins piss and shit heaps, and it was just stinking, horrible filth hole of dolphin hell. And a couple of months later, Lily called Margaret to tell her that uh, Peter had killed himself. He'd done what we talked about earlier. He'd gone to the bottom and uh, held his breath. Damn. But I would say he died of a broken heart. Yeah. You can only speculate as to how that went down. That's sad, eh? Yeah. (laughs) I guess... That concludes the first half of our show, huh? No, we're not. There's a there's a oh. there's a round off. So there is a five years later cap off. Yeah, there is a bit of a cap off. So, <laughs> so they could relate sound to people and objects by this time, but could not spontaneously communicate. So you could they could do what Chaser the dog could do. Mm. Um, Thousand objects. Yeah, like they could relate objects and things mm. and at this point I just want to talk about this like, this isn't about Peter but I just found this so incredibly fascinating so Lily starts experimenting a lot with ketamine to um, horse tranquilizer horse tranquilizer to try and get rid of his migraine headaches and after a series of events um, which were more or less and he almost drowned in a sensory deprivation tank <laughs> And because of all of these little minor events that happened, he thought that it was a series of coincidences and that something called the Earth Coincidence Control Office was had saved him, which is a group of aliens who control coincidences. But the acronym for all you Sega fans is ECHO. ECHO? Like ECHO the Dolphin. Uh (laughs) Aha. Which is this big <laughs> coincidence? <laughs> like, <laughs> so he just completely lost his nugget in the <laughs> on ketamine in a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, face down. So face he down. fell in face down. But before this, like his someone had called his wife to say something, and then that caused this. Like there was a reason. There was all these little plugs hmm. that were the reason that his wife got a phone call that made her go and check on him. <laughs> And it was just lucky that she'd learnt CPR like the the day before, okay. and all of these things. So there was all these coincidences that he was convinced were being controlled by the Earth Coincidence Control Office. Um, all while he was just trying to get rid of his headaches. So at this point, as well, he's not finished trying to talk to dolphins. No. So okay. He's he's still he's still allowed to keep dolphins. He's still allowed to keep dolphins. No worries. And so he's trying to like talk to them telepathically. He's using these, trying to talk to them with sounds that they can replicate, like a kind of mm. interspecies keyboard. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges starts hanging out with them. Oh. Yeah, trying to keep teach them a code um, that they could communicate in, rather than trying to 
teach them what Jeff called humanese, <laughs> which is an interesting one. I would have called it, I would have thought of him in Humerican, but yeah. <laughs> he went oriental on it. Yeah. That's not a racist thing to say. Um, but animal communica- animal to animal communication became the more popular trend. People were trying to understand what they said to each other rather than trying to communicate with them. Mm. Then for Margaret, an article came out in Hustler about this. <laughs> and it kind of twisted the facts quite a lot. <laughs> Margaret's sitting around. Yeah. So Margaret's out minding her own business and then she's suddenly rung up on the phone to say, hey, um, there's an article in Hustler about these experiments and about you. It's your uh, Uncle Johnny. I'm just reading Hustler here. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you never told us about Peter. You should have brought him home for Thanksgiving. It sounds wonderful. He killed himself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. But for dolphins, there's good news. Like, John Tilly changed his tune um, in his older age. No, he released his dolphins. Mm. And he stated, so just to quote him, I had no right to confine them, to imprison them, or work on them. My only right would be to work with them in their natural habitat, in their natural state. Man. <laughs> right. right on, right. dude. <laughs> yeah. No, but so he said that, yeah, he didn't have any right to do what he did and he should have only been working with them mm. rather than against them. So then he became a huge part of the uh, marine conservation uh, laws that were starting to get by to getting passed and with a lot of help from Greenpeace, like they passed all these marine protection things saying you can't mess with dolphins or kill dolphins or whatever. Huh. So he did. He, he he messed up a few dolphins, and then after a bit of a turnaround, he worked very intensively to save dolphins. Oh, yeah. But he was too late for Peter. Yeah. We we still remember Peter, us with the good memory. Yeah. Poor Peter. Mm. Um. Yeah, so that is the story of how people have tried to connect with dolphins mm. and break through the psychic barrier to communicate yeah. with a other species that was thought to be intelligent but um that brings us even further down the well (laughs) so now you guys have you and the dolphin flipper person you've been seeing each other for a few months and you haven't really opened up about all of what you're doing so this is when she comes over and you decide to breach the subject of psychic communion with dolphins we're on the we're at the core of the this program we sure are. Is there anything out there? So that's coming up in Psychic Parrots, FM 104.2. Radio Fred M. <laughs> Fred L. Radio. 